Welcome to the Dogwood Podcast, a presentation of Dogwood Church. For more information, visit www.dogwoodchurch.org. Join us now as Pastor Keith Moore shares today's message. Pray with me. So, Lord, we are. We, we've come uh, from all over the area, gathered here in this room, and we're waiting for you. We wait, we wait for you to manifest your presence. We wait for you to unlock that part of our personality, our spirit that most directly and easily relates to you. We're waiting for you to help us uh, by your grace to put aside the things that clamor for our attention other than you. We're waiting for you to instruct us on how to approach you and walk with you and live life with you in such a way that we uh, walk daily under your care and supervision in your will for your glory in the accomplishment of your purposes. So Lord, meet with us now, we pray. And it's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Last week we gave out uh, chapter 2 books. How many of you brought your book back with you today? we got a few of those. You're going to need one, and we want you to have one because the note sheets are in there. So if you don't have a uh, chapter 2 book, raise your hand, and our uh, ushers and greeters will come by and get one for you. And our note sheet today is somewhere around page 40. Six, is that it? Okay. Turn to page 46, grab a pen, and um, here, we, here we go. Chapter 2, we're in our second week of this six-week journey together as a church, and, and we're seeking to accomplish a couple of things. Chapter 2, right up front, is about boldly funding everything we believe God wants us to do in the next two years. It's also about your spiritual growth, your spiritual transformation for this is the way the kingdom works. When you give, when I give, when we give of our time and our talents and our treasure, when we steward our relationships and our responsibilities for God's glory, His work gets done and He transforms us. He makes our hearts bigger and softer toward Him and bigger and softer toward people. He transforms us more into the image of Christ. He transforms us in character and vision and actually even our bodily tendencies more toward obedience rather than disobedience, more toward glorifying Him rather than uh, causing much problem. So in this, in this journey across the month of March... I'm praying this, my wife Allison and, and I are praying this, and I'm challenging you to pray to God to get a very clear answer to two questions. The first question is this, Lord, what steps up the generosity ladder do you want me to take in the next two years? And second, how much money, your money, do you want me to invest in your work through Dogwood Church Chapter 2 in the next two years. Those are two very specific prayer requests looking for very specific answers. Now, if you're wondering what that phrase, the generosity ladder, means, you'll remember there's a page uh, giving that illustration in your chapter 2 book. You can look at that later uh, and to remind yourself. But you may be asking this question, which many of us do often if we're the least bit interested in God at all. Pastor, how do you actually pray, and get a clear answer from God about anything. One of my favorite people said to me one time, you know, I've never heard from God. I've never heard from... I've I've asked for guidance and I've never seemed to get it. 
Now, we drilled down on that a little further and discovered that he had, but you may not have, and you may, because you may not know how to go about it. Well, I understand, because no human being naturally knows how to do this. We do not come into the, uh, into the world knowing how to live life with God in such a way uh, that He walks with us and talks with us, as the old gospel song said. So I want to help us this weekend learn a little bit more about life with God. Some followers of Jesus down through the centuries who've been very, very wise in the ways of God call what we're describing the with God life. I like that. The with God life. I want to live life with God. What does it look like to live the with God life? A great way to look at it and something wonderful to pursue. Now, this with God life is God's intended norm for all human beings, for every human being, for you, for me. He intends for you to enjoy life with Him living daily under His care and supervision, aware of His care and His supervision, getting His guidance when we need it. So I'm excited that in in this chapter 2 initiative, uh, we are basically continuing our journey of teaching uh, us, God teaching us how to live life with Him the with God life. And uh, this is one of the ways that we fulfill our mission as a church, to make more and better followers of Christ who love God and love people here and around the world. So, so when, we, when we teach people how to live life with God, it's a very loving thing. We're loving people when you teach them how to live life with God. And when we teach people how to live life with God, we are actually fulfilling that making better followers of Christ part of our mission. So we're going to jump in. Now today, let's talk about how to get a specific answer from God, how to pray and get a specific answer from God. Now this is possible. It's possible. And it is possible because God is a God by His very nature who reveals Himself. He's not the God who hides. Sometimes I we use this language of i'm seeking i'm seeking god i'm searching for god i understand that language and i understand that heartfelt desire but he's not hard to find he's not hiding in fact he is the god who pursues us and he is the god who reveals himself to uh, human beings to people and he reveals himself in ways that we can actually understand him And He reveals His guidance to us in ways that we can actually ascertain it, that we can get it, that we can see it, that we can realize it, that we can realize, oh, I've got an answer from God. And He's made a way for us to do this. Now, every time I think about getting God's guidance and I think about this issue, uh, my mind goes right to the prophet Jeremiah. Way back over in the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah was penned by the prophet Jeremiah, inspired by God the Holy Spirit. And uh, Jeremiah was uh, born sometime between 645 and 640 B.C., about 645 years before the birth of Christ. He he was uh, born in a village called Anathoth in the hill country of Judea. Uh, He was the son of a priest. He he grew up in a very religious home. Uh, His father's name was Hilkiah. And he was called, Jeremiah was called at a time, a point in time, by God to take some costly, faith-filled, obedient steps 
and preach God's message to all of God's people because they had fallen away from Him. They had intentionally, some just by neglect, some intentionally rebelled against God, and God wanted them back. And He he called on Jeremiah to do the preaching. And Jeremiah ministered for a very, very long time, from 626 B.C. until 580 B.C. So uh, he, he, he served God a long time, and God allowed him to live to be an old man and actually see God's message fulfilled. Now, that doesn't happen to all of us. certainly didn't happen to all of the prophets. Uh, we don't always get to live long enough to see some of the things we think God might do in the future, but Jeremiah did. And so in the, but in the middle of his ministry, right in the middle of his ministry, God's Holy Spirit inspired Jeremiah to write these words and give us in, insight into how to get an answer from God. It's found in Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. And God says this, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now, read that out loud with me. Ready? Here we go. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So here's the, here's the sermon in a sentence. You can get an answer from God if you will listen, if you will pray to Him and listen to Him the right way. You can get an answer from God if you will pray to Him and listen to Him the right way. And I want you to think of three big words to hang this on. Pray, listen, and know. Write those down. Pray, listen, and know. And so the, the first step to get an answer from God is actually talking to Him about it, asking Him, uh, giving Him a request, praying to Him. Write down the word pray. Now, if we're going to pray to God, first of all, I mean, there, right, just as He said, call to me, call to me. If we're going to pray to God, we must first commit the time to pray. Have you, have you noticed that God seems not to be in a hurry? Yeah, he, he does not seem to get in a hurry. And He takes His time with you and me in answering our prayers. You say, well, why does He do that, Pastor? Well, write this down. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know always. I know one reason He does is because He, he wants us to spend time with Him. And so, but past that, I don't, I don't, He knows what the timing should be and those things. But He takes His time with us. I think that's part of what the psalmist meant in Psalm 46 verse 10 where he wrote, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. So we must pray. Not just read about prayer, not just believe in prayer, not just talk about prayer. We actually need to, 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 uh, to pray and God takes time. For example, God invested 40 years in the life of Moses before He spoke to him, revealed to him His guidance, the vision for His next steps in the burning bush in the desert. Forty years. God spoke to the prophet Elijah only after Elijah spent 41 days of solitude and silence in the wilderness alone with God. And even then, He didn't speak to him in the earthquake that came. He didn't speak to him in the wind that blew. He didn't speak to him in the, the fire that came through. No, after everything settled down, God spoke to him in a still, small voice, what we would call as a, a prompting of God's 
Spirit. 41 days of solitude. Uh, God spent 10 years investing in the Apostle Paul before he sent him on his first missionary journey. So don't be surprised that it takes time to hear from God. This, this with God life actually means that we spend, well, some time with Him. That we actually get with Him to hear from Him. And so an intentional plan to block out time to pray is necessary. So as you're praying across this month of March for answers for those two big questions uh, that I've, I've posed to you already, spend some daily time alone with God. Spend some weekly time. I recommend maybe finding a couple of hours in your week that you could spend some extended time with God. Each month you might want to take a half day, you know, three hours in the morning or three hours in the afternoon, or if you're a night person, get three hours in the evening alone with God praying to Him about these questions and any other questions that you have. Uh, I recommend annually that you take a personal retreat, get away for one or two days uh, in silence and solitude with God, seeking His guidance. But if you're going to pray, it takes time to do it. It takes time to do it. Now, also, we're to pray specifically. Write down the word specific. Be specific. Get really detailed with Him. What do you want Him to do for you? There are at least two times in the Gospels where we find the Lord Jesus uh, in, his, in, the pub, in His public ministry phase where someone in the crowd cried out to Him, cried out to Him. And both times He turned to the person who called Him and He said, and he asked them a question, and He said, what do you want me to do for you? And He said, well, okay, I'm here. What is it? What, what do you want me to do? So be specific. Set the time, be specific, uh, and, and pray with balance. Uh, for example, uh, start with adoration, some time of adoration where you're praising God for His character and His works. Move on to a time of confession of sin. Uh, ask Him to search your heart to see if there's any sinful uh, patterns of disobedience in your life that you've never confessed, that you've never uh, acknowledged, and then acknowledge those to Him and thank Him for His cleansing and His... Uh, forgiveness. I mean, and then make sure you are yielded to His will, surrendered to His will. And here's how you can know if you're surrendered to His will, ready to receive guidance. You're already obeying what He's told you to do. What he's, uh, so yes, are you already obeying the guidance that God's given you in your life? Are you? Are you? Well, if you're not, don't be too confident in Him giving you further guidance. Make sure you're yielded to Him. Time of adoration, time of confession, time of thanksgiving to thank Him for the good things in your life. And then, then a time to bring your requests before Him. What do you want me to do for you? Tell Him. Tell Him. And then wrap it up with a time of silence. Our brothers and sisters in... Uh, the Far East, many of them have a practice when they have a prayer meeting, when they're, they're in a time of personal prayer or prayer as a group or prayer as a church, they will pray to God and then they will sit in silence for the same amount of time that they were actively praying, listening. They actually expect Him to like talk back. 
Uh, to, to, to prompt them. And so spend some time in silence. Just like the, the little boy Samuel who grew to be the great prophet of God in the Old Testament when uh, he first experienced the Spirit of God crying out to him, uh, the, old, uh, the old priest told him to go back to his room and the next time he sensed God's presence say this, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So end your prayer time. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. And, and then spend some time in silence. So we, we make the time, we pray specifically, we pray with balance. Um, we pray at random times, random times, all kind of times. The Bible says we're to pray at all times and in all occasions. Next, pray when you're alone. Pray when you're alone. Sometimes you're to go into your closet, Jesus said, uh, a place to be alone where you can... Uh, be yourself and be heard, where you can pray out loud, unhindered, cry out to God. Uh, also pray with others. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your family. Pray with your life group members. Pray with other believers when you're seeking God's will. Uh, pray with everyone who's going to be affected by God's answer to the prayer. Uh, in this chapter 2 thing, you're going to be allocating some of the resources that God has placed under your management. Well, that's going to affect your spouse and your kids. It's going to affect some people around you. Well, the people who will be affected by your obedience or disobedience to God, I would get them in the circle and pray with them about these things as well. Pray relentlessly. Pray relentlessly. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 that we are always to pray and never give up. Now, I hear this in our culture sometimes, and it sounds holy. I mean, it sounds really spiritual. Uh, I see it in articles. I see it in books. Sometimes I'll hear speakers on prayer say something like this. Now, if you really had faith, you would ask God, you would bring a request to God one time, and, and you'd just have faith that He'd answer it, and you'd go on about your business. Doesn't that sound holy and spiritual? It, yeah, it does. Sure, it sounds like, wow, that's a lot of faith. No, it's not. Only problem is the Bible says do the opposite. God says do the opposite. He said, pray and keep on praying. Pray relentlessly. Uh, pray, 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 and never give up. Keep on praying. Never cease uh, to pray about these things. Pray until God answers. For in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, we find Jesus giving these great instructions on prayer about ask, seek, and knock. Remember that one? It's, th those verbs are in the continuous um, tense, and it, it means pr uh, pray and keep on praying, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. We are to pray, pray until God gives an answer. Keep on praying. The psalmist wrote these words in Psalm 17, verse 6. I'm praying to you because I know you will answer. So I'm, that's where I get that saying that I say sometimes. We pray to you, Lord, because we believe you hear us when you pray and when you do things and we pray that you don't do when we don't pray. I'm praying to you because I know you will answer. Keep on praying. So if you want to get an answer from God, pray. Now let's talk about the word listen. Because you can get an answer from God if you'll pray and listen to Him the right way. Listen. He says in Jeremiah 33.3, I will answer you. So listen for His answer. Now God speaks to us at least four ways. And you should take advantage of each of the four ways. Uh, 
first of all, listen to God through the Bible. Write down the word Bible in your notes. Listen to God through the Bible. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Now, let me see your eyes a second. God most certainly speaks to us through the Bible. If we are, if we are to know God's will and His ways, then first and foremost, we should go to His Word. It is His revealed Word to us, His written Word uh, to us. And so since our answer must be God's answer, we go to His Word to get the answer. So when you are praying for God's guidance on any issue, and certainly on the two questions of chapter 2, what steps up the generosity ladder, Lord, would you have us take? And how much money would you have us invest in the work of your kingdom through Dogwood Church over the next two years? When you're seeking an answer, increase your Bible intake. Increase your Bible intake. Read it more. Study it more. Memorize more. Meditate upon it. Uh, spend more time. Maybe even go to a... Anytime, depending on the area of guidance you're seeking, go to a topical reference guide, list out all the passages in the Scriptures that relate to that issue, and study them all, read them all over and over again, pray them back to God, journal on those, soak in those, get God's direction from His Word. So we listen to God, first of all, through the Bible. He speaks to us through His Word. Second, God speaks to us, and we should listen to Him through promptings of His Holy Spirit as we pray. In John chapter 16, verse 13, the Scriptures say, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. Now, when God speaks to us through His Word, the Scriptures, it is very, it's objective. It's objective truth. It's right there. When God speaks to us individually through promptings of His Holy Spirit, it's completely subjective. It's very personal. And we have to learn to recognize His prompting when it's Him. Uh, when, rather than just our own imagination or our own thoughts or whether or not we've just stayed up too late eating pizza. And so, but, but many of you, the longer you know Christ, the more you walk with Him, the more you recognize His voice. It's like the people who are closest to you in your own life. I can be in a crowd of people and I can hear a particular laugh among all the carrying on of a crowd and I'll know it's my wife, Allison. Why? I know her. I know her. And I recognize her voice. I recognize her laugh. I recognize... Uh, when, when she's uh, uh, influencing me. The same is true the longer you walk with, follow, serve, love and enjoy the Lord Jesus, the easier it is for you to recognize His promptings. Now, many of you are there already and, and you understand that. I want to see your hands. You, you, know what it's mean, you know what it's like to get the promptings of God's Spirit. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it gets... Miss Ruth, it gets clearer over time the longer you know Him, doesn't it? Yeah, 
So do that. But He speaks to us that way. So listen for His promptings when you pray. Listen to Him from His Word. The third way to listen to God is through His people, through the counsel of other godly people. The advice of other Christians in Proverbs 24, verse 6, the Bible says this, For waging war you need guidance, and for victory many advisors. Now, finding God's will involves seeking the counsel of other Christians, uh, of the church. For example, Moses in Exodus chapter 18 sought the counsel of his godly father-in-law Jethro on how to manage the civil affairs of the new nation of Israel. Paul and Barnabas, even though they had received a clear vision from God and witnessed his activity among the Gentiles, seeing many of them come to faith, they took the whole concept of the Gentiles being able to enter the kingdom of God through faith in Christ back to Jerusalem, to the church at Jerusalem, to the apostles and church leaders there. You can read about it in Acts chapter 15. Just to get more confirmation that they were hearing rightly. Seek as much, find as many people who know you and love you and who know and love Jesus and are seeking His will in their own life and run it by them. Get their advice. You'll tend to see a, a pattern develop from God. Listen to the Bible. Listen to promptings of the Spirit. Listen to the advice of other Christians. And also you listen to God through the circumstances, through a wise, godly, God-empowered look at the circumstances that you are facing. The poster child for this is a man by the name of Nehemiah. Uh, there's a book by the same name in the Old Testament. Many of you have read it. Uh, it's the story of a servant of a Persian king, a Jewish man who had been uh, lived his entire life in exile from uh, the Holy Land, from his home place. He had risen to be a very high servant in the service of the king of Persia. And in a time of prayer, God prompted him to rebuild the walls of the city of Jerusalem. Word had come to him that the city was in disarray, that the walls had been torn down, that this holy city of God was just a, a mess. And, and God put it on his heart to see that the walls were rebuilt. Long story short, God gave him favor with the king of Persia. And the king sent him with an entourage and many supplies and legal documents that would pave the way uh, politically uh, to, to get the job done. And so when everybody arrived at Jerusalem, he got the whole force put to bed the first night, but he didn't go to sleep. The Bible says in, in, in the book of Nehemiah that he got on his horse and he rode the circumference of the city, the wall of Jerusalem, and thoroughly analyzed the situation, got it all in view. All of the good parts, all the bad parts, all the challenges, uh, all the opportunities, the weaknesses, uh, everything that needed to be dealt with. So we are to do the same. Take a good look at the circumstances. Now, the circumstances are the least reliable indicator of God's guidance, but they are one of His areas. So go to the Bible first. Go to prayer second. Go to counsel, godly counsel third, but also look at the circumstances. And so as you're across this month, as you're praying about these two big questions, take a look at your financial situation. When it comes to how much money to invest over the next two years, what are your circumstances? What are your debts? 
What are your commitments? What are your assets? How could you possibly decrease expenses? How could you possibly increase income and able to participate in what God's uh, doing? Take a thorough look at the circumstances there. Here's the big point, guys. Remember, you can get an answer from God if you'll pray to Him and listen to Him the right way. Third word is no. When we pray to Him and listen to Him the right way, He says, you'll know the answer. I will answer you. In, in Jeremiah 33, 3, He says, I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. It means He will tell us what we cannot know on our own. He will tell us what we cannot know on our own. You see, God speaks when we pray. I mean, the Bible is full of instances and examples where He spoke directly to people and gave them guidance. He came to Moses in Exodus chapter 6 and said, Deliver my people from slavery in Egypt. He came to Joshua in Joshua chapter 24 and said, Gather my people and challenge them to serve me. He came to Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 2 and said, I want you to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He came to Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah chapter 6 and said, Go and preach to my people and here is precisely what I want you to say. He came to the apostle Peter in Acts chapter 10 and said, go to the house of Cornelius the Gentile and preach the gospel to that household. He went to the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts and said, go over to Macedonia and plant churches. I mean, he got really specific. And he will do the same for you and me. Now, God's calling our church to significant, meaningful service of Him across the next two years. Significant things. And He's calling us as individuals to join Him to give of our time, our talents, our treasure, to steward our relationships and our responsibilities, to optimize our contribution, to pray, to serve, to give, to see the work of God uh, accomplished. I don't think there's any, other, any better way for you to invest your life and your resources than in what God's doing. And so unapologetically, I'm praying that you get with God and beg Him to figure out a way to enable you to give all the money you can, to give all the time you can, to, to, to serve with all the energy and talents that you have across the next two years, to see people come to faith, to see people transformed, to see God glorified and His purposes accomplished on this earth through Dogwood Church. It begins by asking Him what He wants you to do. And listen the right way and get an answer and then obey. Now, we're going to move into an extended time of prayer. I'm going to ask all of our uh, musicians to go ahead and take the stage wherever they are, and they're going to lead us in a time of prayer. But I want to speak to several groups who are here. First of all, those of you who are members of Dogwood. When you joined Dogwood Church, you signed a covenant committing, co making a covenant with your brothers and sisters in Christ and a covenant with God that you would give regularly, serve effectively, and pray fervently for the purposes of God to be accomplished through our church. And most of you have done that. Way to go. I'm just asking you now to keep it up and ask God what it looks like for you to do that in the next chapter of your life. Many of you are regular attenders. You've not yet joined the church. Uh, I'm asking you not to wait until you formally belong to Dogwood Church to jump into His work and what He's accomplishing here. Give, pray, serve all you can. Jump in with us. Uh, for some of you here, you are um, 
uh, newcomers to our church and you're not quite sure all that's going on yet, let me just challenge you to jump on board in this process and begin to ask God, who owns your stuff? You or you? You or God? Is it you or is it God? Are you worshiping your stuff or, or are you worshiping God? When we determine that God owns us, when God owns our money, when God owns our possessions, when God owns our time, when God owns our talents, whenever He calls us to give it, I found it's pretty easy to give away other people's money. It's pretty easy when I realize this is not my money, I'm a manager. I'm asking you newcomers to join the rest of us on this journey of understanding that it's all spiritual. Some of you here are not yet believers. I'm asking you just to keep coming. Don't worry so much about what we're talking about in chapter 2. God's next step for you, His preferred future for you, is to place your faith in Jesus alone for your salvation. Become a follower of Him. You keep coming. You keep seeking. You keep uh, examining the claims of Christ. You come until you place your faith in Him. Let us help you do that. We're going to move into a time of singing to God in prayer and praying individually. And we're going to start individually. Your instructions are going to be on the screen. I'll ask the team to go ahead and put those up. We're going to start with a time of adoration, time of worshiping God for His character and His works. You take the time. Follow the promptings on the screen. When we sing, stand if you wish, be seated whenever you wish. Lord, we now draw near to You, seeking to respond to Your call on our lives. Help us to worship You. Help us to confess our sins, to give thanks, to bring our requests to You. Enable us, Lord, now as we pray. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information about Dogwood Church, visit www.dogwoodchurch.org.